This week, part two of political shit that I don't care about. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. All right, welcome to part two of Trump's Stravaganza on the Fake Outrage Report. I'm your host, Jay Raj, here with guest host Mike Coscarelli. Hello, everybody. And our guest, Cassidy Kirch. Hi. Uh, before we begin, do you guys want to redo uh, your plugs again before yeah. we jump right on in? We can go first, I Cassidy. am going to continue being a person. Yes, Cassidy continues to be a person. We're all very excited to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow her on Kit Twitter at Cassidy Kirch. Kirch, Cassidy Kirch if yeah. you're so inclined. And uh, Mike here has uh, his podcast, Social yes. Villains. Social Villains, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. You can check that out. It's me and Gene Getman. It's politics every week. And yeah. uh, also Twitter at Mike Coscarelli. And my Instagram uh, also at Mike Coscarelli. All right, and uh, I'm AJ Raj at Saint AJ Raj on Instagram. I believe I'm the AJ Raj Experience, and uh, the Fake Outrage Report. More importantly, you can email us. I will check that email uh, after I record this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's the Fake Outrage Report at gmail.com. Especially if you have your ideas of if we miss something that's particularly offensive about Trump, or you want to sound off, send us an email there, or you can tweet us at the at Fake Outrage Rept, uh, which, as I've said before, is actually short for Fake Outrage Reptile. Now. <sighs> Uh, this week we're gonna move. <laughs> uh, that was the fake outrage reptile coming out of me. Um, this week we're gonna uh, this this episode we're gonna delve into what's uh what is fake outrage about Trump? Is there fake outrage? Mike contends that there is, and uh, so we're gonna see uh what perhaps maybe shouldn't be offending people about Trump. So uh, I'm gonna give the floor to Mike to jump right in. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, that. I mean, you can start. There's a couple places you can start. Obviously, to me. One of the places where Trump lost me is someone who had even the slightest chance of voting for him, right? As someone who was like, man, I really don't like Hillary. There's, I don't want to do it. I might have to do it. Was the Muslim thing. I think that when you officially take a statement out like that, that's word for word, you really can't screw up the interpretation of that, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be exactly what he thinks, and that might be his policy on immigration, right? right. Ban Muslims. Uh that's something, if it's a written statement like that, to me, that was like, all right, well, this is like something to be taken seriously. However, leading up to that, uh, you can pull up lists. When we had been planning this, you had said, let's put a list together of all these like crazy quotes. You can find them. There's a bunch of them on the internet. Uh, I'm looking at one right now from the Huffington Post, nine outrageous things that Donald Trump has said about Latinos. And they're just pulling all these things. And granted, some of them are, are a little out there and bad. But at the same time, uh, you can look at some of these, right? Uh, the Mexican government is much smarter, much sharper, and much more cunning, and they send the bad ones over because they don't want to pay for them. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to take care of them. So he does think they're sending us yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. And then all the Mexican people are just funded by the Mexican government. So yeah. It's a program to outsource. <laughs> so you, you could pull nine of these things up. Uh, and, of course, when you put them... Uh, on a meme out of context, they look pretty bad. Let's be serious. <laughs> they do look bad. But, I mean, you have a guy who a lot of times people will take the beat of what he says and kind of said, this is what he's saying and not what he actually said. For example, the Mexican stuff. The idea of him send, saying they're sending rapists over, I assume some are good people, a clumsy thing to say for a president. That's a horrible thing to say. But then when I see videos made by like the Spanish alliances of America where they put words in his mouth, there was one we did on social villains where they had these kids, these like, like nine year old kids, maybe in t-shirts, they were Mexican and they were 
super Mexican-y on purpose. They're like, oh, oh yeah, okay. we, I am, me, I'm a Jose. We are, blah, 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 blah. And they're just basically taking all these things he said and they're saying, uh, like, uh, Trump says, honestly, uh, obviously when he says, uh, Mexicans are rapists and blah, blah, blah. He's obviously saying that we are wetbacks and beaners. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's like, or you're just putting epithets into his mouth. Yeah. That didn't come out. Yeah. Right. That's a surprise, but we don't, you already called us rapists. Well, How is beaners yeah, worse that. than rapists? Yeah, there's that, of course. And murderers. Well, here's, here's a good example specifically, uh, of a, an exact quote. It's hard to pull up exact quotes because there's so much crazy shit that he says that I do think is crazy. I also think there's a line between something insane that he said and something that's like offensive. So when you look mm-hmm. at outrage, I think those are two key factors where it's like, is this nuts that he said? Yeah. Of course. Is it offensive? Yeah. Should you should and you we feel can also know that, that uh, It's nuts that he asked Outrageous Russia can also mean kind of unmoored from emails. reality. Well, okay. But we are case, talking mostly about offense here. A thousand percent, yeah. yeah. But the, <laughs> the the Mussolini quote, right? Uh, Chuck Todd, to me, when this whole Mussolini quote happened, it seemed like Chuck Todd was like, I fucking got him. I got him. Uh, what happened was Donald Trump was on Twitter, as he fucking always is, and someone tweeted at him a quote. It is better to live one day as a lion than 100 years as a sheep. And then it said, hashtag make America great again. It was <laughs> at Donald Trump. He retweeted that, all right? It turns out, that was a quote from Mussolini, <laughs> the one and only Italian dictator uh, pre-World War II. So Chuck Todd asked him uh, if he thought that it was a good idea to be associated with, with Mussolini quotes. So this was Trump's response to the whole thing on Meet the Press when he was asked about it. Uh, it's a very good quote, said Mr. Trump. I didn't know who said it, but what difference does it make if it was Mussolini or somebody else? It's a very good quote. Asked whether he wanted to be associated with Mr. Mussolini, Mr. Trump, Mr. Mussolini, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Trump replied, no, I want to be associated with interesting quotes. And he added, hey, got your attention, didn't it? Something like this. Which sums up the Trump campaign in a nutshell. Sums up the Trump campaign. But I I don't, I don't see this as like a, he did just retweet a quote. I I mean, you have to research every quote. He revealed a vast ignorance, but that he, right. most of his words or actions do If that. I had read that to you and not told you that it was Mussolini, would you have known it was Mussolini? Not necessarily. Do you think it would have... Is it, is it something that is exclusive to the fact that Mussolini was a dictator? I mean, somebody was clearly trying to get him. Right. Somebody was yeah. clearly trying someone, to, someone set to him up, get him. Because it is a right. cool-sounding something. quote. It's it is. A, it's a right? cool-sounding quote right. about maybe human self-determination. You right. Know? Exactly. That you could say that as like a counter-slavery thing. Tony Robbins could have said that. Yeah. That you guy know? looked up a Mussolini quote. And just wanted he did to get him. What, he, he watched The Office. What's right. that episode where Jim gives... Oh, Dwight. He was Dwight, in the Hitler's speech. Hitler's that is exactly speeches. that episode. Oh, that it, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They watched that episode. It was Mussolini's speech, I think. It was just a speech of a smattering of lots of dictators things that they have said, and uh, they thought that was a great idea. We're right. going to trap him in this. Yeah. And, uh, th- you know, it did. They did. Yeah. But also, I want to open up an ice cream shop called Mr. Mussolini's Ice Cream. Absolutely. Right. Because that makes him sound gentle, Mr. Yeah, Mussolini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't Mr. Know, Mussolini, if you didn't know mind if I come mow your lawn? It's <laughs> an ice cream shop in South America. <laughs> maybe, maybe the, maybe the, com- uh, the commercial is like Mussolini in that cute hat. The bald head, and he's just like, <laughs> 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 Mr. Mussolini, so we got your paper again. <laughs> he's a gelato. It's <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> delicious. That's just like one example to me where, you know, I yeah. don't think that 
uh, even a presidential candidate should be held to the standard of knowing what everybody said all the time. Uh, yeah, throughout that's the course a very of generic. Anybody could have said that. Yeah, and it's, people were just like when that happened. People, the you know, you have the press and you have even radio people like the you know my peers are just like well, we yeah he's a fascist and then. You know, I mean, it's almost like that situation, like that Seinfeld Quoting episode. Quoting a fascist doesn't make you a fascist. I don't think he's yeah. not a fascist. Yeah, I just I think that well, that makes a let's cool way that to make aside. That That's not the point. <laughs> the point is that I mean, he could very well be a fascist. There's a right. there's yeah. a good chance. But, but that's not this, how we prove it. Becoming right. offended at this quote is not like the, right the most savvy way of right. expressing that or whatever. You it's know? like your evidence should be more like we go back to what we did in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, is he banning the press from coming to events? That's a real yeah. thing he's doing. Right. And right. if you're a private business owner, I don't even know if you have the right to do that as a private, I guess if it's a private event, it's just like a mafia tactic, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's like trying to get what was Dan Quell Quail to spell potato. Was right. that... Right. Well, right. Well, yeah. It's uh, these gotcha kind of. I mean, yeah. they did it. Uh, it's asking Sarah Palin what newspaper she reads. It's right. the same thing. Although the newspaper, we, that's a little. I mean, you should probably know. But but we already know she's stupid. Let's right. move on. Right, right. Right. She's gonna say enough stupid, crazy shit on her own. So is Trump. We don't need to trap him. Well, we, you know what else it does? Uh, on top of that, it's it's a failure of the media to actually ask him about things that that are going to matter as right. the president, right? As opposed to, oh, did Trump retweet? Like Chuck Todd wasted a question. It plays in into the reality TV aspect of the whole thing, right? Like politics and reality TV have been like merging for a while yeah, now, right. and Trump is just the first overt. Like not even the first, but like you know, you started with like you could argue like Jesse Ventura or someone like that. Uh yeah, or even someone like uh Ross Perot or uh you know Perot running for office was like I mean that you know that that campaign was never really going to go anywhere, but it's just like millionaire eccentric oil cut tycoon, right? right. Based That's on just like politics, based on entertainment value, exactly. And really, it started with JFK and Nixon when TV. Or I mean, you can equation. even look back at the Kingfish. Yes, you know. Uh, it was a Huey Long. Huey Long. Oh, Huey yeah. Long, the Kingfish. Well, that's just more just kinda... a popular, charismatic yeah. figure. That's like nepotism in politics and all that. Sure. But, but, uh, but yeah. So, yeah, not not particularly outrageous. Not particularly this outrageous. Mussolini quote thing. And like I said, it dodges a lot of the, the issues that yeah, you should be it asking. It distracts It us. also right. opens up holes for for Trump supporters to dig into. Right. Right, exactly. What we were talking about in the yeah. last episode. Right. Right. Where you're just um, like, what the who the fuck gives a shit if it's a Mussolini quote? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do you care? It's the same thing if you ask has anybody ever heard Kim Kardashian asked a question of substance? No. I mean she's not running for office, but at the same time it's like you said when you took the reality TV aspect of it, mm -hmm. it's like it's like, did Kim Kardashian bleach her pussy this week? Right. Let's find out. It's like the same kind of yeah. stupid shit. Yeah. It's like, who cares? Let's move on to something, you know. Yeah, yeah. she probably bleached substance. her pussy this week. She probably did. Probably. Right. Who cares? And what are you gonna do? Well, who cares? Yeah. You know? The other another one I was gonna look at, we mentioned it in the last episode, the Megan Kelly tweet. Uh the Megan Kelly comment when he said that he had she had blood coming out of her eyes, yeah, blood coming out of her wherever. The outrageous thing was the campaign he mounted against her. Right? Yeah, well that I think that's he tried to fuck up her fair. career and that's outrageous. But if you even look back, I mean, obviously this is a uh an article from the Washington Post that was written August eighth, two thousand fifteen, which is about a year ago now. Uh, hindsight, of course, is twenty twenty. But you look, you know, nine months down the road, Megyn Kelly has an exclusive interview with Donald Trump, hmm. uh, where you know all of a sudden the hatchet is buried. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, suddenly we're friends again, right? Hmm. Exactly. So it, it seems I, I don't necessarily think that he 
They're both just media properties protecting themselves. Right. right. And in the case of this quote specifically, uh, she gets out and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions, Trump said in a CNN interview. You could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. In my opinion, she was off base. Now, the press immediately put words in his mouth that aren't there, right? Right. Someone, uh, there you was have blood. To, you have to look at wherever and jump to men's blood. Right. Yeah. right. Immediately. So if, in his defense, if he wants to say uh, that he misquoted uh, a common expression, which I think the expression is she was seeing red. Right. Right? Yeah. So he could just be a guy who's kind of dumb with idioms. Yeah. And, and just decided to... That's absolutely fair. You know? But with something that... I mean, he's he's definitely asked other women if they're on their periods when they get mad on mad at him. I've seen it happen. I can't give you a, an example right I now. I would believe but it. that's a better example than the Megyn Kelly right. thing because it's a little jumbled. Right. But we also... It comes back to a, uh, an indictment of his character... Uh, which might not be completely fair because, like you said, those things are things that he actually said, right? Right. If you have evidence of something word for word that he actually said and you're not implying anything, you're just saying, this is what he said. He yeah. said that, you know, uh, when dinner's not done, uh, he jumps through the roof, right. right? That's something that you can find. It's tangible. There's no real way to take that out of context, Trump's right? He's a billionaire. He's not, he's got his wife cooking dinner. That's her job. Right. All right, fine. He's a he's a man of the you people. Know, just, a, just and listen, Ivana <laughs> at that time Mar or Marla Maples cooked a fucking very good roast beef. You know, <laughs> did a great job with the au jus. French term means sauce. I think I don't know. Yeah. Is that right? I sounds uh, sure. Juice sounds like good. Is it not juice? It's it's, it's juice. roast beef juice. Juice. Yeah. It's the natural gravy. Gravy and gravy just does mean sauce. It's delicious. Yeah. Uh, but you look back at that quote. Like you? I said, I think we have to look at what he said and not what right. what the what someone thinks he implied. Right. Which is what we seem to be doing a lot of right. uh, for him specifically in yeah. this campaign And that cycle. fairness is important specifically to disarm people that would defend him in that way. Right. Yeah. right. And you have an open-ended uh, question here. Like We're literally sitting here talking about it a year later saying, I don't think that he said exactly right. what... Whereas, like, you have the Muslim thing is pretty much yeah. not disputable. He said it. Bam. You know? Yeah. Unambiguous. Right. There's no way to basically say he didn't say what he was saying. He didn't mean what he was saying. You were reading it in front of your face. You have, literally, it's like a joke without the punchline. Right. And you're just assuming what the punchline is. Right. Yeah. You know? But, but, uh, he does that. That's one of his It's a tactic. Traits his, his tricks. Is that he lets, he lets the punchline hang. Sure. And he lets people infer insinuation, what yeah. they want and He's that's an kind of the idea yeah right it's a insinuation has a long history as a political tool as well yeah right i'm not saying ted cruz's family helped murder jfk <laughs> sure. i'm just saying there's a picture sure <laughs> there's a picture What's, why was he having breakfast with lee harvey oswald what was he doing with lee harvey oswald <laughs> uh yeah i mean those are the only two examples that I could find on the fly because I know that we're, we're doing this specifically. But I, I think when you do look at something like the Lee Harvey Oswald quote, right? Yeah, his father was with Lee Harvey Oswald prior to Oswald's being, you know, shot. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Right prior to his being shot and nobody even brings it up. They don't even talk about that. That was reported and nobody talks about it. I mean, what was he doing? What was he doing with Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> shortly before the death, before the shooting? It's horrible. <laughs> That gives me a little more 
pause as outrage. That's uh, yeah, definitely. That's outrageous in the in the class in the sense of like, blat- what, what the hell are you getting? He's blatantly what are you talking insinuating about? that the Cruz yeah. family right. was involved in that. And the, the media kind of creates this machine because we've we started with, in my eyes, uh, something with Megyn Kelly where. He may have just misspoken and said, like, no, because his defense after was like, no, the expression is like you, you have blood coming out of your eyes or your ears or wherever. You know, that's right. how I meant it. I right. meant it as like, whatever, you know. I think that when you look at something like that, the media is more likely to say, like, well, you said something crazy and we think he said something crazy. Right. So now let's give him, it's almost like he has so much airtime that he is, he has to say something dumb. Yeah. You know? He's under pressure yeah. to say the next crazy thing. He's going to keep talking. And it's going to lead him into the Lee Harvey Oswald thing, where now Fox News knows to just put him on. He's going to say something crazy. Have you? There's no, there can't be a Trump interview that exists where he didn't say in the last it's not year. Totally bonkers. Yeah, where it's not just completely nuts. So the question has to be, how nuts is it going to be, uh, and how are you going to spin what he says? Right. You know. Like, if you go back and watch that Lee Harvey Oswald video where he, he's talking about Ted Cruz's dad being, you know, and apparently that worked because Cruz was out of the race the next day. But the the anchors on Fox News, I forget the Morning Joe anchors, but both of them. There's Mika Brzezinski and That's Joe. Morning Joe. Oh, okay. Uh, Joe Scott, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Fox and Friends in the Morning. I forget the guy's name, but one of the guys, is his face, as you just see it, drop. Like you see his jaw just drop to his chest when he starts talking about it because he knows I'm cutting this up as soon as the interview's over and I'm sending this to every other publication. Look at what Trump said on our fucking show. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't add anything to the conversation. So the question comes back to like whether it's outrageous or not. And like, of course, it's- I think we could argue that not only is what he said outrageous, but the media's the media is the actions of the media are outrageous, but completely understandable when you look at the profit motive. But, yeah. But highly irresponsible if you look at what their ideal function is supposed to be in a society. Right, exactly. And that's the thing that we're getting away from here. So it's almost like, in, in my eyes, a bit of an indictment of the media, too, because uh, sure. they would I mean, rather... Trump's whole campaign well, is an indictment of the media. What? Oh, yeah, it's true, too. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole idea of fake outrage, right? Right. That it's, it's more of an indictment of the media than anything. Or, right. Or... Not maybe not the media, yeah, maybe people. <laughs> yeah, people and people the, in the, the media. The social media of people that yeah. exists now on yeah. the internet. And the power of the impl- internet to amplify stupid things. Yeah, potentially stupid things. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the other one of the other uh, quotes that I'm going to look at uh, here and bring up and try to defend is the. Uh, the quote where Donald Trump says that Ivanka is hot, his daughter. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Oh, about. if yeah. if she weren't my daughter, I, I would yeah. perhaps her. be dating her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that a super weird thing to say? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're a female. Mm-hmm. It is it's a weird. It's a fucking weird thing to say. If my dad, if my dad said it, I'd put him in a home. It's not. I can see okay. kind of my where dad, you might be coming from, which is weird. that it's it's weird. But also, is it that much different? What if he had said, "My daughter's a real catch"? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what, different. What's the what's the line? But could of that not have been there? what he was trying to say? Was he um, necessarily trying to say, "I uh, want to fuck my, my daughter's daughter. a catch"? Uh, implies that you know, my daughter deserves a lot or any man would be lucky to have my daughter. That's fine. Right. I would like to have my daughter under different circumstances. That's weird. That's, that's weird. I'm going to go with that's real outrage. He's, but, and it's not just that it's that coupled with 
have you seen the way he is around her? It's very creepy. In it's, his defense, she's really hot. <laughs> Ooh. In his defense, she's really hot has been said <laughs> to justify a lot of stuff. Mike. True. Well, yeah, she said no, and then he wanted to do yeah, it anyway. Yeah, but she's really hot. Yeah, so but she's hot. What, so, we, you know, we. What, uh, that's so actually, we, that's very funny. But, uh, okay, so. But Mike, I think was what you were saying was more like that. It's like a catch. Like yeah, I just think, saying I mean, she's very dateable. Yeah, I, I all right. It's kind of like a. It can be like a kind of a strange thing, but I feel like the media blows that up and makes it into like like Donald look as creepy Donald Trump. Blah, 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 I blah, blah, blah. I think that the quote standing by itself could be argued as fake outrage, mm -hmm. but I don't think. But the quote totally separated from context. Yeah, in the it's context the only way of that his works. behavior. In the context of his behavior mm -hmm. and his general weird obsession with his daughter yeah. that I feel like he's demonstrated more than, more than enough times for it to be a pattern. That's fair. I think that is just icing on the cake. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah, that's sure. just... C clearly demonstrates it's, it's like his things about the way, the way he talks about women in general, right? He's... A lot of times it's not necessarily... Mm -hmm misogynistic a lot of times the misogyny is implied yeah and under different circumstances without context you could you could totally explain that away i mm -hmm. could explain that if if my cousin said it right yeah but but it's patterned with his behavior sure and i do think him. to his point i mean you are kind of right about the way he acts around her like at the rnc she introduces him and he walks out on stage as they're passing and he gives her a big hug and like a big kiss and then he like grabs her by the hips yeah and like he's takes got a step back and just get, gives her like the look like damn oh, yeah damn girl look what yeah. i made yeah it's fucking creepy and him grabbing listen grabbing a woman on around her waist or on her hips is is an intimate gesture sure that's that's an intimate gesture and i think it's implied it's a sexual gesture it's a sexual gesture absolutely a platonic person would never touch my hips mm -hmm. ever yeah Sure. All right. Fair That's point. fair. All right. So I'll take back the Donald, the the defending Donald Trump. He, I'm really he definitely just... wants to fuck his daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Get back of the line, dude. Uh, God, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Men are disgusting. Um, Men are disgusting. Yeah, we're gross. You're awful people. All right. Well, uh, let's go back no, to Warren then, right? Warren, we said in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, is in some ways defensible, correct? Mm -hmm. Seem to be blown out of the water a little it's bit. It's a good. It's a good insult that you could twist it out of context to be like, "Oh, you're somehow insulting Native Americans," a, which he's not. It's mm -hmm. a good insult that a politician has no place uh, lobbing at anybody. Okay, right. So, so I, if somebody called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas in a bar, I would high five them. Funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's funny. Mm -hmm. But you, you're running for it president no of the United States. You in... don't get to call people Pocahontas. Right. Yeah, that's fair. It has no place in like presidential discourse. Yeah. That's fair. But why doesn't it have a place in presidential discourse? Because it's it, because it's so easily manipulated, I suppose. I, I, if we're going to be totally pragmatic about it, that's why. I, I don't think it has a place in presidential discourse because it's a low insult. Okay. Because because I don't I don't know that it's the... The, it's not him saying Pocahontas. It's not him calling her Pocahontas. It's just the act of needing to stoop to that place and insult a person on a personal level. Do you know Is what I mean? Needing or wanting? I think he needs it. Yeah. I think he needs it in order to regain his 
his self-respect. Yeah. Uh, that's been, he can't let anything go. He can't let it go. Sure. Because if he does, he loses his self-respect. It's fair. I, well, I look at the actual, uh, act of insulting somebody right from the other side of the aisle. Uh, traditionally it's happened. I mean, these guys have stooped yeah. low, but like, I found how many times has Winston Churchill right. said some mean shit to somebody? Right. He said a lot of mean shit. A lot of racist Conservative shit Review has a couple of uh, insults here historically that have been slinged: Andrew Jackson on Henry Clay and John Calhoun. I only have two regrets: I didn't shoot Henry Clay and I didn't hang John C. Calhoun. <laughs> Not that good, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And that was, uh, and if it was Andrew Jackson, that's got to be what the eighteen. Okay. Pre Civil right. War. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take what I said back about about it being unpresidential. Mm-hmm. Um, in practice, it's very presidential. Yeah, it seems like well, sure. <laughs> it's very that's what politics has always been dirty. Yeah. Yeah. people act like they're getting dirty now. Uh, yeah, they've been guess, dirty. Here, Thomas Jefferson on John Adams. Time. Thomas Jefferson on John Adams, a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who is a hideous hermaphrodite character with neither the force and fitness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. That's what he said about John Adams. Frankly, what I miss is the level of eloquence. Great. Yeah, the, the eloquence is the, missed, the precise sure. language. Absolutely. Yeah. But think about that. Uh, Trump very clearly does not like Elizabeth Warren and vice versa. But Jefferson and Adams died on the same day and were like close friends for a very long time, <laughs> like up until before the declaration was written, uh, up until when they died, they were like tight. John Adams making fun of Thomas Jefferson, a mean spirited, low lived fellow, the son of a half breed Indian squaw sired by a Virginian mulatto father. Yeah, you know what I mean? In there, all the racial insults. That's, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. just get So it's like the history of the presidency. Do you think it's like comedians roasting each other? Like we're like, I, when you- I think, I mean, if I don't know. There's like a catharsis involved. I, I think that back then, if I had a guess, that they were more uh, passionate about actually being civil servants. Where I think that they legitimately, because I think now that there's a lot of politics that do double talk. Like Rubio kind of got caught on the Gang of Eight bill where uh, he supported it and then he was trying to walk back all this stuff on on the immigration uh, he was like for uh, sensible immigration for a while. And then dirt when he was campaigning, especially toward mm-hmm. the end, he was like a hard line, like nobody gets into the country. Yeah. And people were like, well, so to me, that looks like a like a politician move where he's like, like, OK, I got to kind of walk this back now because my constituents don't really like it. I think back then they legitimately said how they felt. I don't think they played politics as much as they do now. I, I agree. And I think it's. I don't think it's because they were better people or more interested in being civil sure, servants. Yeah. I think they just didn't have the reach to the people and the constituents that was as immediate and everything, as it is now. You think so? Yeah, I don't think... I mean, if you said something in the newspaper, the local people next to you in yeah. that city would know, but mm-hmm. people in rural areas, people all over America, wouldn't get. they, they didn't get that. True, sure. True. So, it, so it's, it, it's <laughs> interesting that you bring that up, too, because it kind of plays into the government that was set up when... The founding fathers set it up. The idea of of small government at the state level having, in a lot of ways, as much power as the federal government at yes. that time when it was thirteen colonies. Right. Uh, the idea of news not traveling that fast, I think, was a huge part of it. If you make a, a, a national uh, federal legislation, 
um, at the federal level, it might not even get to the masses until, you know, the idea of debating that yeah. uh, is not right. as instant as Juneteenth it is now. Juneteenth is a very good right. example of that, of, of slaves in Texas not knowing that they were freed right. until quite a while after the Emancipation Proclamation. Right, because news yeah. and information mm-hmm. didn't carry the way that it does now. Right. Where, you know, you know and, and also, you know, there, were, there was a system hiding that news from them. Sure, but, well, but, that's that too, yeah, yeah. You know, they couldn't that's get fair. the news. So, yeah, so, yeah, I don't think it was as immediate. So I, I don't think... Because I, I I think appearances were just as important to them, if not if not more important to them than ever. Mm-hmm. But I but they couldn't bandy those words around as quickly with the same effect. So sure. I don't think they could be as political. Stephen Douglas on Abraham there was Lincoln. A game to be played. Right. A horrid-looking wretch, sooty and scoundrelly in aspect, a cross between the nutmeg dealer, the horse swapper, and the nightman. Lincoln is the leanest, lankest, most ungainly mass of legs and arms and hatchet face ever strung on a single frame. (laughs) (laughs) So Donald Trump's comments on appearance, not on President. Carly Fiorina. There's nothing on Abraham Lincoln. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's like we seem to, people don't know their history at all. That's the thing, yeah. And they seem to make this a bigger deal. Right, we, I think. we we wax poetic about the old days that, right. that were not a, in any way refined yeah. or clean right. and we never have been. or better. Right, <laughs> people really just look nostalgically back on being in the womb. But yeah. but I think to to that point to say that to say that what Donald said Donald Trump said isn't presidential because all of the presidents yeah. that have gone before have said equally terrible or worse things. We want more of uh, is a little. Now counterproductive because when i think of presidential i guess i think of my ideal right of a president what do you sure. want right? in office so to aspire to that ideal of presidential rather than to say all the things that have come before it but the question also becomes when you look at someone like trump and this is kind of the scary thing about his rise period is is it possible that that is what the country wants? Like maybe at this moment yeah, in that's time, what your sensibility may, unfortunately, especially for you, that's yeah, what's a lot of people don't want. That's that. what yeah. scares you know? me more than anything. Yeah. Because if there's someone like this can rise, then that does mean right that it, he's that, hitting some nerve. Right. There's a lot of people that are going back and saying, "Well, fuck her sensibility. I don't want yeah. a soft person or or like a, a classy person. Right. And I want a gaudy Jersey Shore." I'm gonna fucking, say whatever the fuck yeah, I want. Big shoulders, fuck you guy in there. And that's who like that unfortunately might be what the country wants. Right. You know? I mean, it's clearly what a a, a, a big good portion. part of right. it wants. What I urge people to read is there is a Guardian did a great article on secret Trump supporters. And it was all the words of the supporters themselves, people that want that support Trump but are afraid to tell their friends and relatives and mm-hmm. whatever. So they they're in their own words and it's not the people you'd expect. And it's not, you know, it's like disgruntled liberals. It's like all this. And like, yeah, what we want from a presidential candidate may not be what the country wants. That's a, yeah, that's a kind of an ominous note to, to wrap up on. I think I believe so. I think it's, Um, it's, you're the man here. An appropriately ominous note. Yeah, um, yeah, it should not end on a happy. Yeah, it should end on a non-ominous <laughs> note. Why with the comedy podcast? Don't know what's gonna note. happen. Dun dun dun. Yeah, who knows what the fake outrage reptiles are planning? <laughs> we gotta quit fake outrage because it negates real outrage. That's true. the point of right? this podcast. There's yeah. real outrage that's valid. Egg, exactly. And the fake shits. Yeah. So devalidating all of it. Exactly. That's that's pretty much. <laughs> You've expressed our kind of mission statement on this podcast somewhat succinctly. 
All those white ladies out there yelling at for somebody's manager are the reason everybody looks at my fucking face. Like I (laughs) said that crazy shit. Uh, You're the problem. Yeah. By association. Being the problem. Yeah. Stop it. I don't know who I'm telling to stop what, but uh, uh, stop not listening to this podcast. That's right. Yes. All right, that's and a good plug. What are your plugs at the end of here? this thing here, Jay? Uh, oh, I'm going to plug again. Uh, email us about this episode at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com and uh, follow us on Twitter at fakeoutragerept. That's uh, that's about it for us. <laughs> that's going to be the official noise of the Fake Outrage Reptile Podcast. I think it's podcast. a good noise. Yeah, good one. Hey, thank you for letting me co-host. Yeah, thank you for having fun. Uh, Mike Coscarelli. Thanks for being on, Cassidy Kirk. Thank you thank also you. for having me. Uh, fun couple of episodes. I uh, hope you enjoy them. And... Uh, <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>